Hello, and welcome to the Veriditas podcast, where we believe leadership is first and foremost a spiritual path. My name is Dr. Lauren Borden. I'm a professional certified coach, industrial organizational psychologist, and your host. Together, we'll bridge the divide between the practical and the spiritual, the conscious and the unconscious, and mind, body, and spirit, all to support you in deepening your growth so that you can create the impact in the world that only you can have. It's so good to have you here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Veritas Leadership Podcast. Today, we are going to be taking a little bit of a trip down memory lane. Back during the very, very beginning of the pandemic, I partnered with a dear friend of mine, Kara Walker, the creator of the Pretty Passionate Network. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about what she's what she's up to in the world. But Kara and I became fast friends and actually got started on a podcast, did these weekly lives called Wake Up and Show Up on Fridays, where we would get together and just talk about all things self-development and leadership and growth and purpose and like all of these things that we are both so, so passionate about. So it's appropriate. It's so appropriate that I would have Kara on the podcast today. Kara is a marketing and elevation strategist. She's a speaker and a coach. And she's the founder of the Pretty Passionate Network, which is a beautiful community for women who are looking to create careers and deeper impact from a a place of purpose. And it's a community that combines marketing strategy, uh, life and business coaching, strategic resources, branding, storytelling, all of these things to support its members in launching a career of their dreams and being able to make an impact in a world in the world from a place of purpose. Kara is brilliant and explains her whole gives us her whole story on this podcast and we're able to dive into some really really cool stuff. We talk quite a bit about purpose and why now is the time despite the recession, despite everything that's happening in the world to step into your purpose and why pursuing a life of purpose and passion is one of the most powerful things you can do in this day and age to actually make a difference in the world. Carl walks us through what it looked like for her to start her brand and leave her super successful marketing job and create a space that at the time didn't exist and what that looked like for her in terms of her own growth and development and learning and what that's looked like for her now and also for the women in her community. This is a, a conversation that you don't want to miss and stay tuned for the end because we there's some beautiful tidbits that she talks about in terms of what it looks like to practice trust rather than just wait for the feeling of trust to show up in your life. And without further ado, let's dive in. So everyone, uh, my dear friend Kara is here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about it. And Kara, I'd love to just uh, have you just take a minute and, and just tell us your story. What what are who are you and what are you up to in the world, girl? Yes. Oh man, I'm so excited to be here, Lauren. Um, and just to be talking today. And so my story, my story is pretty interesting. But let's start off. You know, I am a elevation strategist, a marketer, a speaker, uh, entrepreneur, you know, founder of the Pretty Passionate Brand and the Pretty Passionate Marketing Group. But my story actually starts way, way back (laughs) in New Jersey. Um, And, you know, just kind of growing up in New Jersey. And then I went to college and I fell in love with the world of marketing in college. And then from there, I just kind of took a leap. Even though I lived in New Jersey, and New York City was only literally about 20 minutes, if that, depending on how your form of transportation, um, everybody was like, you're going to New York? Oh my God, it's so dangerous over there. Now remember, this is before Instagram, before Facebook. So everybody was like, oh my goodness, you gotta be safe. But long story short, uh, I took I did an internship at The Source Magazine and that literally kicked off my career in marketing and in the advertising world, entertainment world. and so. Kind of navigated that world over 
the course of 12 years, uh, well, a little over 10 years. And so went from complex media, iHeartRadio, Essence, and all of the things. And where I just fell in love with marketing, creating campaigns. And then from there, you know, I was uncovering so much information about personal development as I continued to climb my corporate career. And I was just really intrigued with success and personal development and then purpose, right? Really moving with a sense of purpose. And I was just like, oh my God, people need to know about all this information. And again, this is before social media. So right now I feel like mindset, personal development, purpose is kind of a little more um, at the forefront, those conversations, but at the time it wasn't. And so I launched the Pretty Passionate Brand and in 2019, I took a leap and full time into the business. And here we are. Oh my gosh. So cool. And you know what I, I just realized? I've never actually asked you the question. Like, I think purpose is one of those things we talk about and every, we all assume that we mean the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, sometimes we, it's not actually. And so for you, like when you talk about purpose, what does that really mean to you? It's really going back to, you know, what were we uniquely designed to do? Um, It's very come from a very faith-based standpoint, you know, um, and believing, you know, that we were all designed to function in the world from a very strategic place. And we all have unique skill sets that we've developed over the years and a certain level of passion, right? I can even trace back in my life when I think about my passions now, and even some of the clients that I work with, we can see evidence of the things that we love today or some of the things that we put down, right? Over the years, we can see evidence of that, even in us as like one, two years, two year old, like toddlers, you know? Um, And so I think that your passion is always evidence of what you we're designed to do. We should, I feel like we should be loving what we're dedicating our life to, right? We should love it and it should light us up. And so purpose for me is um, how can I take that passion and really create something that is impactful for the world? And so it's, it's bigger than me. My purpose is not just for me to figure out my life and how do I make money and take care of my family, but how can I create something that truly gives back um, and is a deposit into the world? Well, so when you just said that two things really solidified for me and actually we don't, we haven't, so y'all car and I haven't talked in a while. We used to do like all these recordings like weekly. So we we kind of like on the pulse of what was going on for each other. But I, one of the things I've started doing with people when they're kind of in a conversation about like, what's my purpose is bringing them back to childhood of like, how were you, what were you interested in? How did you move through the world? What like, and and in regardless of the modality, it's like what's so powerful about what you're saying is that it makes purpose more of a function of remembering what's already there versus I need to figure it out or solve some math equation that is my life. And like, and just, and it can be, sometimes it can feel a little mathematical, but it's like, it's actually already inside of you and it's more of a, a reconnecting with it. Oh my goodness, you hit it on the head. It's already inside of you. It's just, um, like you said, reconnecting and uncovering, right? Because I think as children, let's say if I'm like, oh my God, I love to dance. And especially back then, I feel like now we're a little more open. But as I got older and I was like, all I want to do is dance. The world you might've been met with in the world or even maybe in your family, like dancing doesn't pay the bills. How are you going to, you know, make a living from dancing? And so that, in a, amongst a, t- a ton of other things, immediately shuts it down from even it being an option for us, right? And so I think when it comes to purpose, and like now as we're older and we're having these more co- progressive conversations and we're exploring things more, it's really uncovering and remembering what those things were before the world told us, this doesn't make sense you're not going to make a living versus it being about how can I create something that makes an impact? And it's so impactful and it's so valuable. And I do it so well that people just want to throw money at me. (laughs) So I make a living. (laughs) Totally. And it's like, and it's your own. Well, and I love that, that that's one of the things that you bring too, because it's the, you bring so much of the self-development, but you also bring the strategy and the like marketing component of what does it actually look like to take this thing and bring it out into the world in a really practical way. Like, it's not just like, like part of it is the, the inspiration and getting connected to possibility and getting connected to your purpose and giving yourself permission. But then there's actually the execution of it and also the community that you offer around the actual building of it, which is so critical. Actually, 
yeah, which is so, so critical for you, even holding space for all of these primarily women, right? Like there are no men in the pretty passionate. Are there men in the pretty passionate network? Yeah. And you know, I I realized I I felt to actually even break down like what is pretty passionate, right? And so maybe that might be helpful. So um, we're a marketing brand development and coaching company, right? And it comes to life in two parts. So we have pretty passionate, which is the community and even ministry, if you will. And then we have um, the, the, the mission. And then we have the other side of it, which is actual, the actual agency, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a marketing, brand development, and coaching agency. And essentially what we do, so we have members, we have students, and we have one-on-one clients that we work with. And even go as far as going back into corporate. But essentially what we help these individuals do, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, creatives, uncover that purpose or that peace or that thing that, you know, has just been calling at you. And for so long, people said you couldn't make a living from it. And you're like, man, it's just in me. I want to do it. Whether it's writing a book, starting a podcast, launching a YouTube, starting a business, whatever it is, we help you build a brand around that. And then we help you build a marketing mix so that you get your message out to the world. And then we coach you in the process, because as we know, just like we're going to continue to talk about today, there's tons of fear that goes around that imposter syndrome, self-doubt, um, and just those things that actually stop us from taking action. And so we coach them through that process. And so we primarily work with women. That's who we speak to. However, because we serve women so well on the agency side of things, we do have some men who've come to us and say, hey, we want your help. And it has continued to come up for us. So we do service some men on the agency side of things, but when it comes to the community, it's only women. Oh, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that, but it makes perfect sense too. Cause it's like car y'all call a car is so good at this. And this community that she's built that you've built is just so beautiful. And it's, I really think also that when you're kind of in your zone of genius, it kind of brings out almost like there's a vibe that goes out. There's a, there's a bit of a magnetism. And even if people aren't in your specific niche, it's like, people are like, what's going on over there? Like, I want, I want some of that. Like, I want some of what cars got going on. And and so it makes perfect sense that, that men would, would show up. Um, well, in, in cars. So one of the things I was thinking about when I was feeling into this podcast was like, one of the things that I, I think about when I think about our friendship was, do you remember, do you remember that moment when COVID hit? And so I remember this because I was doing a jigsaw puzzle on my kitchen counter in my pajamas because everyone was in lockdown and I'm doing, I'm doing this jigsaw puzzle and you called me and we're talking about this download you had about why it was going to be so important. And this was y'all, I think this was like maybe in like March of 2020 or something. So we were, we were, we just gone into lockdown. Everyone's thinking, oh, it's just going to be a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and, and like really didn't know what was next. And you had gotten this download about why doing work around supporting people with their passions was going to be so important in a COVID post COVID world. Do you remember this? Oh my God. I so remember that, but it's so funny because until you brought it up just now, I, I don't want to say I forgot it, I've forgotten it, but it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. And so now that you're bringing this up to me, I'm like, holy crap. Yes. I remember that conversation so vividly. And it actually means so much to me because this is like what we're in. I'm like, what year are we in? We're in 2023, which is <laughs> three years. Yeah. It's been three years since we had that conversation. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so much has happened, but yes, I remember that like, like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so with that moment, um, that moment was so monumental for me. I feel like, especially now looking back over the last three years and how the brand has evolved, um, because that really came from, honestly, when I said that, so building that arc, right? That really came from a moment of me kind of being in the dark. I had just took my leap. um, So I was maybe only about maybe about six months in after taking the leap and really just building this business that I have today and not really knowing why. (laughs) Totally. Well, and I remember you sent me this, I'll have to put it in the show notes, but you sent me this, this video from Instagram of this creator. I don't remember his name. Um, but it was, I've come back to that video so many times where he was talking about the importance of like, you'll have this moment where 
God, universe, source, spirit, your intuition, like whatever your word is for that kind of taps you on the shoulder and is like, Hey, and, and gives you this ins- kind of inspiration to go and build this thing. And that there's that, you know, when, when God tapped Noah on the shoulder and was like, build your ark, everyone's like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Nobody needs that. Everybody, we've all got nine to five jobs. We're all, we're all secure. Just go Cara, just like go do marketing and do that. I don't know if you got that, you know, in the world, like just go do this nice, safe, linear path. And, and it's like getting the urge to create this arc. And for you, that was pretty passionate for so many other people. That's a creative program that they are like a group coaching program or a book that they want to write or a business that they want to launch. And it's like, at some point the rains are going to come and people are going to need to get in your arc. And you're going to realize that you should have listened to that little tap on your shoulder and you built the pretty passion. I'm getting chills as I'm saying this, but it's like, you built the pretty passionate network, which was this beautiful community for women to explore their passion and then go and, um, and so that when the great resignation hit and COVID hit, and suddenly it's becoming apparent that the way that the corporate world is running is not so hot. And we got some problems going on there. And they're like, and everyone's like, well, I kind of want to go do this other thing, but is it safe to leave my job? You built this container for people to go, oh, I've got a thing that I can do. I've got, there's an avenue, there's an arc for me to get into. So crazy. Right? (laughs) So insane. Like as we're like diving into this and you're saying this, it was so insane because, you know, I want to say back then, like like you said, because of so much that has happened over the last few years, the world has changed. What people want has changed, even from, you know, from that moment. And I was building, like you said, this container to help people who had a passion, because at a point, following your passion was like a luxury, right? And it was like, <laughs> and so people who had this thing, and I'm saying, go do it. And we're going to hold space for you. We're going to give you the tools to do it. And you can hang out here as long as you want to. And the thing was, we're doing it online. So even at that moment, everybody was in the world. Like Zoom didn't explode in the way that it has exploded right now. Um, online communities, the real online community we really had in like forum, if you will, was like a Facebook that had subgroups. And so that's where everyone was going. So for me to build out this entire platform, platform that would essentially be this container for what is happening in the world right now in a very crazy way. Um, and at the, the moment I had, because I knew my journey, I was like, man, my main focus was how excited I feel about this new journey I'm taking and following my passion. And oh my God, I'm making money from it. And oh my God, I'm getting these downloads. I'm, I was really more so like, I want everybody else to experience this. So if I build it and I'd be like, Hey guys, it's so cool over here. (laughs) Look, look, and now that I think about it, I'm like, you are absolutely out of your mind and so courageous. Well, yeah. And let's like zoom in on that. Cause so I think that's something that a lot of people that's really common, right? It's like, we get this big, we get the lightning bolt of like, Ooh, I've got an idea. And then sometimes we're crazy enough to leap. Sometimes we're bold enough to leap. And like Kara was bold enough, like you, you leapt. And I'm curious about what that process looks like for you. Like, what were some of the things for you that came up that were lessons that felt really important for you to learn that were sort of like coming through. I feel like some, sometimes when we were doing this work, when we were really following our soul's purpose, the universe is like, Hey, here's this thing that is specifically part of your soul's curriculum. Time to go learn this. And you need to move past, past that before you can go further on this path of purpose. Like they're inherently tied yeah. And I'm curious about what what some of that like curriculum looked like for you and what those learnings looked like. Oh, man. So those learnings, it was a lot of learnings and a lot of transition that happened um, at that time. But one of the things that I really had to learn, I really like I had to step into my faith and like truly trusting in a way that I had never done before and and, and trusting the process. Because what I will tell you is that when I was building that, 
I didn't necessarily have any evidence that proved that it would be successful. Okay. But I had already taken my leap. <laughs> I had already like left. Right. So I was kind of in a place where I'm like, this has to work. It has to work. And I, I didn't, I didn't think about what if it didn't um, as much as probably most people would. And I, and I, and, and as I think about it, I think it was mainly because it just felt right. Like it felt right in my spirit. And I was like, I could, because I knew what I was coming from. Right. So being a part of the corporate world and the job that I had and the point I was at in, in my career and just in my life, I knew I didn't want that. Right. I was just like overworked and just like stretched and every day. It just felt like my soul and my spirit just was suffocating. And I was just like, there has to be something else. So in that moment, one of it, a ton of learnings, but one of the biggest things was trusting that, you know, that that isn't it. And you're called to this and you know how this makes you feel. So you have to give people a place to come where they can quiet out the noise. And so that they can truly focus on what it is that you're sharing with them, what it is that you're building. Because I could have easily probably launched a podcast, wrote a book, right? Maybe went live on Instagram like we used to do and talk about these topics. But it's so much noise all around that it truly wasn't like a safe haven and container. And so, um, like I said, tons of learning. But one of the, the biggest things I would say is just really trusting and having unwavering faith and trusting the process because it didn't look, um, it didn't look pretty. It, it, it wasn't, I wasn't making tons of money at the time. So I just had to trust that as long as I keep building, keep building, that it was going to pay off. Um, and so I really had to trust that. And then I would say, Another thing for me was trusting, also still uh, stemming from the, the space of trust, um, trusting that I, I knew my stuff, right? Like believing in myself, like, because we can question it, like, well, who am I to create this community? <laughs> who am I that people are going to listen to me when I say, no, this works, this works. So I had to trust that I had to look over my life and say, Kara, look what you've done so far. And you've done this, you've been successful at this while it was, you know, a part of a nine to five and you were at this company or whatever. You followed your gut, you followed that trust, that nudge, and you were successful at it. If you did it then, then you can do it again. So just trust yourself. Um, so I would say trust was huge for me. And I hope that answers your question. It does. It oh my goodness. I'm take I'm sitting over here taking notes because <laughs> I'm just over here furiously writing down, y'all, like some of the stuff that Carl's saying, because it's like. There were a few things that I really want to bottom line. And what you just said is so important. It's like everything gets wrapped up into trust and faith. And because I think also when we don't have faith, it's like, there are these places that people go really comfortably and really automatically. Like for me, when my trust or my faith is lacking, I go up into my head. I start overanalyzing and trying to figure it out. I like pick myself apart, right? Like there are these sort of old patterns that I think can pop up. And for you, the things that are really crystallizing is like, first off, you gave yourself space to trust the no. To trust the no, like I'm getting a no to whatever the F this is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, one of the things I see people do a lot is like they gaslight themselves out of feeling the note. They're like, well, everybody else is doing that. That's what, that's just what I'm supposed to be doing. I just, just something wrong with me. I need to just like blow by this. Right. And so you just said you were trusted the no. And then you said quieting out the no noise, like giving yourself space to actually hear yourself. So what comes up for me is like meditation, prayer, distance from it, like giving yourself space and spaciousness. And then the other thing you said I'm like, I'm thinking about this as ingredients. Like we're making a, we're taking Cara's experience and making a stew of how you blew past like the self-doubt or the questioning or whatever. And Ooh. it's, um, you said, I knew my stuff. And so often when we look at ourselves, we look at, um, we look at like, well, what's not there. Mm. Mm hmm. And what gaps do I need to close? And there's a place for that, right? There's a place for like, okay, I need to learn this or I messed this up. I need to clean it up or, and like being able to look at that from a neutral lens. But usually it's not neutral when we're doing that. Usually it's some version of like, I'm beating the crap out of myself. 
And what you were doing was like looking for evidence that you have everything that you need. Yeah. Cause it's already there. It's already there. And it's so crazy because looking back, I was like, wow, you were really crazy because now I'm like, how did I get the courage to do that? Like, I'm literally like, as you're saying it, I'm like, holy crap, I did do that. Hold on now. Would I be able to do it again? And one of the things that I think about as you as you were breaking that down and as you were saying that is I um because I wasn't always that person. I wasn't always that courageous, wasn't always that trusting, wasn't always that secure. And and obviously in going through that, it wasn't a breeze, right? It wasn't just like, oh, one day I was like trusting and I'm all good, right? It's a roller coaster. <laughs> okay, it's going up and down. And I had a routine that would help me to get back to that space. Ooh. And I clung to it like it was. A matter of life or death because every day I got up it wasn't easy for me to be in that trust and being knowing that I know my stuff and remembering that I have everything that I need but every morning I would get up at four or five o'clock in the morning and I would pray and I would maybe listen to praise and worship I would journal I would read I would study how other entrepreneurs did it and maybe how they navigated through it and remind myself of people who've done it Maybe they've had worse life experiences than where I was starting out. So I'm like, okay, if they did it, you know, maybe they were like uh, adopted or, you know, came from just very uh, challenging past. And I was like, okay, well, if they did it, then I can do it. So I had to constantly remind myself and just kind of be in the word to, to then uh, get back in that frame of mind of why we're doing it and why we're here. Um, so yeah, it, it took work. It took work. It, it was, it's not something that just comes and it, and it stays. It takes work to get back there every single day. Thank you so much for saying that because especially with trust and faith, it's easy to fall into the trap of you just have it or you don't, or it's something that you feel like, because I mean, everyone has, it's natural and normal to have these kind of crises of faith or moments where um, like kind of God or universe, the universe kind of like goes dark on us. And it's like, ah, I don't know. Like, am I being held right now? I don't know. I don't know if I got it. And, and for you sort of um, bottom lining it as a, a routine, like that there are habits that to get back to trust is so key. And so you went through those, I, some of the ones I heard were like prayer and studying, but like, do you remember what was in your routine? Did it vary? Like what did that oh, look yeah. like? It, it pretty much was the same and it's still the same today. Some, some of the things I might not get up as early. So some of the things have wavered, but whenever I know that I'm being pulled to like another level, cause it honestly never stops. Like if you're committed to evolving and getting in uh, more and more success and not just success, but evolving as a person, you're going to be having to, you're going to continue to have to do things that are super scary, right? It doesn't. So when you take the first leap, it doesn't stop at that leap. Okay. You're going to be leaping multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you guys. So my routine was like, I would get up at four, between four and five every morning because it's the quietest. There's no demanding on my time. It's just me and God, you know, me and myself, me with my thoughts. So I would get up at four or five o'clock. I would immediately go into like, praise and worship music or any type of music for some people might be meditative music that just like gets me centered and, and helps me get connected and get into a good heart posture. Then I would pray. And I would sit in stillness and meditate some more so that I could hear, right? We talked about prayer is you speaking to God and the meditation is him talking back to you. Then I would journal, right? So anything that's coming to mind so that I can put it on paper and sort it out. Um, and then depending on the day, I might read something, um, study something, but then I would go to the gym so that I immediately got my body moving and in that space. And then once I did all of that, and then I would look at my vision. So I would remind myself every single day in the morning at night, because I, I flushed out the vision for what I wanted, not just my business to look like, but my life. Like, what was I on this journey to creating so that I could remember every day why I left my nine to five, making over six figures and doing all the things that the world says you should do, why I'm doing this. And so I had to look at that vision every single day. And so between now I'm at the gym, I'm looking at my vision. And after that, I'm, I'm like, let's go. Like, I'm fired up. I'm like, okay, what needs to be done today, right? And then we go into 
looking at our intentions or in like kind of what we need to do for the business, um, like all the business tactics. But um, yeah, so it was immediately praise and worship, prayer, meditation, journaling, gym, and vision. Yeah. How long did it all take you? Do you remember? Like how much time did y'all get? I would say I spent at least an hour, at the least an hour in it. And yeah. if if not an hour and a half, like now it goes a little longer, but it, at least an hour and I would do it in the morning and at night. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's so important. And the intent of me asking that question is because it's like, I don't think people ac- actually realize how much time it, like time it takes. And that's not to deter you. If you feel like you're busy, it's like, no, no, that time spent in stillness and plugging in is as if not more important than the moments where you're like full tilt, leaning all the way in and giving it your all, because it's like, that's how you make sure. I mean, my experience, I'm curious, but here's about your experience of it, but it's like, that's how you make sure you're good. And, and I, it's, I talk to people all the time who are, I'm like, what's your morning routine? And it's like, well, I just wake up and I get on my computer and I'm like, oh, honey, no. <laughs> If I did that, I would be a puddle on the floor. Like there's no way. And yeah. And you also, you work, it's not like you're, you're just, you're meditating all day. Like you go, you really, really move, you move fast. Like I've seen you, you move fast and you work really, really hard, but you make time for this. Yeah. And like, and like you said, like you have to, because it almost becomes like your armor as you go out into the day. Um, and, you know, similar to like the work that you do, but like the work that we do, you know, there's a lot of people and a lot of energies that I'm taking in on a daily basis, right? So we have members, we have students, we have one-on-one clients. And that's not to, to talk, you know, to, to include like if I'm on social media at all, if I'm spending time like with my family and plugging in with those energies, but those people are all, you know, coming to us and where we have to show up for them. Right. So we have to be on. And, and if I am not coming from a place of being full and being and feeling good, then how could I share that with others? Right. And, and this is a service that they're plugging into. So it's almost like I have to charge myself up so that they can plug into me. And if I don't do that, then, and I'm, I'm coming into my day completely, like just, I don't want to even say depleted, but I haven't charged up. So if I jump straight into my computer on, on my, me personally, on my computer with the type of work that I do. Um, and I feel like, you know, with any type of work, honestly, but if I just was to jump straight into my day, then I'm literally starting. Um, I have nothing to, I have nothing to give and I could easily get, you know, just frustrated. Or if you get like, a random problem that you have to deal with. You don't have the energy to, to kind of um, problem solve and analyze it properly. And from a place of everything's working for my good, it's just a moment. Let me figure this out. So it almost becomes like my armor um, um, so that I can handle my day. And that's with any type of work though, that you're doing, because we never know what the day brings. So in order to have the energy to kind of problem solve, especially as entrepreneurs, you gotta like have that armor and fill your cup up. And that's what, what that is in the morning, that routine and whatever that looks like for you, right. It might not look like all of those elements, but whatever recharges you and helps you to shift into a heart posture and feeling gratitude, right. I always say, um, your, our goal should be to vibrate at the highest vibration and high vibrations are like love and gratitude and gratefulness and, you know, um, joy, and so how do we stay there? You know, and you want to start your day, day, your day there. For some people, it's getting out in nature. So what can you do in the morning to really help raise that vibration so you can go into your day? It's so good. Well, and it's also what's occurring to me as you're talking is like the, so much of what you're talking about is being really intentional about where you put your attention, where you put your attention and intention, like immediately first thing in the morning and having that be like you're talking about a lot of things. This is like one of the things that you're speaking to, but that then when the stuff comes up through the day where it's like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, what was that thing? It's, it feel it's you, it, it allows you to maintain that perspective of like, oh, this is happening for me and I'm held and I'm plugged in and I'm sourced. And so it's like, you don't like disappear into the, like into the thing and it's like, you're able to maintain, I love that you're, I've never heard that term hot, hot, hurt posture, but I feel like that's exactly, exactly it. 
Yeah, yeah. And that heart posture is literally just being love, right? And knowing, like you said, knowing that, um, and it's all the things. So just kind of in one term, it's like knowing that everything is working for me, working for my good, knowing that, you know, God has my back. I'm not out here alone. Like I'm really not, even though it's hard for us to fall into that place. Like I'm just out here, you know, knowing that God is here, knowing that everything that I am doing is for this mission and the greater good and is to make an impact. And I got to keep going. So it's just really having that heart for what it is that you're contributing, really having that heart for what it is that you're building and um, being able to just share that, right? And if that's simply just going throughout your day and smiling and noticing people because you're coming from a place of love and high vibrations and you know, you're ever just around people. And I think we've experienced it with each other. We're like, oh my God, your energy just feels amazing. Like you just light me up or like, and you can't do that unless you're coming from that place unless you want to admit that. Like that's a, that's a, a conscious decision. Like people, I don't always just wake up and be like, oh my God, today's perfect. Some days I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired or whatever. And, but then I had to do all of that to then be like, ah, okay, now I can, I can pour, I can show up in a really great way. It's so good. It's so good. Well, and I, this also ties a little bit into one of the other things that we nerd out on, which is, and it's funny, we haven't talked about this in a while, but I remember we had this conversation once at some point where we were talking about how like you hold purpose and passion in such a specific and powerful way where for you, it is like one of the greatest ways that we can be of service to the world and the collective is by finding ours and stepping into our lane, like stepping into that role of like what we were here and born to do. And I I'd love to speak to this a little bit because I, I feel like, especially with where the world is at right now with the, the economy is sort of like, we're like in a recession, but it's probably gonna get worse. Like it's like, we're just taking a little bit of a turn and the world feels like it's not doing so hot at moments that a lot of people might have the moment of like, well, how am I supposed to leave my secure and safe job with all of this stuff happening? And I'm so excited to ha- talk to you today because I feel like one of the things that you've brought in in our relationship and like what I've seen you speak to is that is how important passion and purpose and like and this work and finding like your thing that is uniquely yours is actually for the collective like it's actually one of the ways that we build this new world and I'm, I'm like you're still of that mindset yeah you see you nodding like yes yeah. absolutely okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, that work is so important because what it does is, right? So when we say follow your passion, do what you're passionate about, your purpose, it's not just simply, okay, let me do something that I love. I mean, it's that, but it's also um, finding what makes you truly unique and then merging that together, right? So, I mean, I could say, oh, I love marketing, right? Let's just say like, that's my passion. I love to do marketing. There's tons of marketers out here. But once I find out what makes me truly unique at what I do, and not necessarily the skill, right? We all probably know the same principles, the same, you know, marketing strategies, whatever. But when I look at my story, right, whether my rock bottom story, just my life experiences, then I look at what I'm like additional things that I'm passionate about. So my uh, marketing, I have an actual skill in marketing too, in addition to being passionate. And then let's say I'm passionate about women and empowering women. And if I could take all of those and then I'm showing them marketing in a on a retreat, right? And I'm so skilled at it. And because I'm a woman and because maybe because I'm a black woman, maybe because I'm from up north, that creates such a unique lane for myself where I can really serve that audience and people who feel attached to me. And it makes me so different from any other marketer. And what happens is when you lean into that passion, you identify that purpose. And maybe for me, it's being a representation of a woman, a black woman in marketing who is an entrepreneur. And now you're serving because you're, you're, you're filling a gap, right. And you're, you're, you're making an impact because of that. But then when you have that passion, people can feel that like you can't fake passion. Right. And so people can feel that people are inspired by that and people trust that. And because they trust that, then people are willing to pay for that. 
right? And you get to serve them so well versus what's happening, you know, um, in the world and what's been happening for years. People are, you know, taking jobs based on money. They just want to check um, and they're showing up and they're maybe doing subpar work. They're not the best at it or they're doing just enough, right? Or maybe they don't have energy. I'm sure we've no places we've been and we're just like man if you don't like this job get another one right <laughs> so <laughs> so they're not really serving us but you know when you walk in somewhere and someone is just you feel that energy they're also serving you really well you also can see a reflection of whatever impact that they're making and you're just so grateful in your heart for them you're like thank you because you really helped me and so that's what happens when we find that purpose, we take the passion, and then we stand in the gap. Now we are able to service people really, really well and bring so much value that it's not just checking a box, it's actually depositing something in that person. That can, that, and that's how you change people's lives. I can't tell you how often people come to me and literally from our events, we host events every month at our office here in Atlanta um, to like the calls that I have to the clients and people are literally just saying, thank you for having the courage to do that. Thank you for what you are doing. And if I wanted to water it down, I'm like, oh, I'm a marketer. But because I've attached all of those elements, that's what makes me unique versus another marketer that you're gonna connect with, right? And so I think it's super important, especially now because if we all find that lane and we own that lane, then we create a situation where we can all come together and work together. So what I've seen in my community, I, you know, my passion and my purpose and my lane happens to be in marketing, but I also have someone who she does the same thing, but she's a designer. So she, she handles websites and logos. And then I have another woman who does the same thing, but her lane is in photography and another woman, her lane is in finance. But I, I can use all of that and they can come to me for, and it becomes a situation where we're literally working with each other and we are all able to service each other so well, you know what I'm saying? And there's no competition. We're not afraid of that. Even if there's another marketer, because we all bring something so unique to the pot, you know? That's so cool. The thing you just said at the end too, in terms of the competitive, like the competitiveness mm -hmm. piece, because it's like, I think it's like, we end up in these spaces where when everybody feels like there's only one way to succeed, that's not theirs. We end up feeling like we need to com compete at it because it's scarce. Yeah. And this is like what true abundance looks like, because it's, it's like, Hey, you have your own space that is uniquely yours. And when I, and not only that, but when you're able to show up in yours, and like Cara shows up in hers and Lauren shows up in hers, we can meet each other in a totally different way because we're not, we're not trying to occupy the same lane. That was never the point. Yeah. Yeah. You hit it right on the head and it eliminates that competition. It almost, it creates a space where new things can be birthed, right? We can partner together and we can speak on the same stages. And again, I believe because of that purpose, we're all uniquely assigned, if you will, an audience of people that we can service really well. And when we show up in that passion, in that purpose, in that unique lane, then our people can find us. And they say, I want you because I resonate with you at an emotional level or visually or, or all of them. Like typically, honestly, my clients that I work with, hands down, I would say probably a hundred percent that actually work with us are like, it's you and it's only you. And I know it's you that can help me with this. No one else. And so that's what you create for yourself. And if, you know, and that's okay, because those are the people that are assigned to me and who I can service really well because they're so sure. And you already get past that barrier of belief and all of that stuff. Right. And so, because they believe that you're the perfect person to help them because you are. And so and we talk about competition, I can share a stage with five other marketers. My people are going to find me because I'm going to show up in my authenticity. I'm going to, you're going to feel my passion and all of that stuff. And they're going to say every time I want to work with her and anyone that says they want to work with the person next to me, I'm okay with that because she probably can service you better than me because of whatever, you know? So yeah. That is so Profound and important. I'm thinking of, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of all of these moments. So, so I, I know a lot of coaches, right? Like I know a lot and a lot of us care about the same stuff. Like we're doing different things, but we're basically doing the same thing. Like it's sort of this funny thing where I actually have this, uh, 
sort of strange like conspiratorial belief that actually everyone who's an entrepreneur to a degree is actually doing the same thing which is just elevating humanity and consciousness and trying to create a new and better world which is where we're all going collectively so it's like congratulations we're all on the same team um but but i've i've had a lot of moments with my friends who are coaches where it's sort of like oh we do the same we do the same thing and so i can feel that kind of old thing kind of pop up of like, uh oh, uh oh, what if I'm not as what if I'm not as good as at them as them or whatever? And the more secure, the more like more secure that I've noticed all of us become in what we uniquely bring and our our superpowers, the more it's like, like I have I have coaches, I know coaches who literally like on paper do the exact same thing that I do. And they're and and I feel so comfortable collaborating with them at this point. Because I'm like, your people are going to find you and mine are going to find me and it's going to work out perfectly. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. And so I can meet you in sisterhood and be like, yes, like your wins in your business are my wins in my business because we're doing really important work. And I know that the right people will find you and the implications of this and what you're talking about and what you're building in your community and through this work are that women get to meet each other in true sisterhood and connection without worrying about scarcity. And I'm thinking about, have you ever heard that quote from the Dalai Lama? Um, the Dalai Lama said, when the when the Western women wake up, the world will change. Wow, no, I haven't, I can't say I've heard of that. Yes, wow. He, he said it back in like, I think it was 2007 and it was a speech and it's been like wildly misquoted and some people, whatever, there's like a whole other conversation about that quote, but. Yeah. But um, it's like when Western women or when women in general realize that they can come together and work together from a place of service and like owning their power, like, yes. can you friggin' imagine? Like, that's what you're up to. Oh my goodness. It's, and you, you hit it on the head, right? Because even the space, because it's, it's so interesting. I think I probably shared this with you too, back in 2020, like an identity crisis, right? Because I identify with, I'm a marketer. I'm also a coach, right? Because we're marketing, brand development and coaching, right? Um, I also speak, right? It's, it's just a lot of things. And so one of the things that we work with our clients with um, in as a coach, right? Um, is like identifying, because for a lot of people specifically that we work with and what I feel like is happening just in the world in general, a lot of us are being called out of our nine to fives, right? So we, at some point we've had a nine to five, we've had a corporate career, we probably were executives or whatever the case is. We've had years of experience um, in this world. And what I believe and what I tell to my clients all the time is that like nothing is ever wasted. And so all of those years of experience that you have, whether it be let's say in finance, whether it be in marketing, whether it be in leadership, strategy, whatever, that you have that experience in the 12 years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever, and now you're feeling yourself going into this coaching space, that's, a actu that's actually um, one of the pieces of evidence on how you differentiate yourself from everyone else, because you bring, as a coach, yes, you're going to be coaching, and it might be like life coaching, whatever the case is, but you also bring that unique skill from your nine to five, from your corporate career into that. So the, the goal is to just see how it all translates and how it works together. And so we help people really identify that um, mm. because what I'm doing as a coach, you know, some people are going to come to me strictly for coaching, right? How do I elevate in my life or get over fear or self-doubt or um, how do I uncover more of who I am and go deeper? But then once they do that, I can then help them with marketing. If that's the case that, you know, the, the, the thing that they want to lean into starting a business or, or even personal marketing and branding, branding in their nine to five, right? There's a, there's a skill strategy that translates to that. Then if some people come to, come to me from a marketing standpoint, I can also coach them because they're also going to be experiencing that. So you kind of get a bang, double bang for your buck here. And I think like as coaches, in addition to maybe your approach, maybe you're a little more caring and nurturing versus very straightforward. Those things will also make you very different in your space and who you are, what you look like. But then also the skill that you bring from your nine to five, or even if it's not a nine to five, like volunteering at an organization, you know, traveling the world, the volunteering at church, you have a skill. And so how do you take all of that and add it to your coaching and create a really unique lane for yourself? So yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's seriously so good. 
Kara, I'm like reminded in this conversation of how much I enjoy, how much I enjoy podcasting with you. So this is so, I feel like we could go on and on. Is there anything else you want to, is there anything else you want to speak to before we jump to the, um, I've, I've, I've been jokingly calling them rapid ish fire questions, but so the set of questions everyone gets at the end, uh, um, anything I want to jump into? No, I, I think you hit it on the head. You know, it's, it's, I will say, and you probably shared this um, over the past couple of episodes, but just to echo it, if, if so, like the journey isn't easy, but it's so worth it, right? And, and truly trusting the process, because I think sometimes we can feel like, man, I should be further along than I am, or oh, there's some turbulence, or will I ever have the stability, right? Um, and I want to say it happens and we just have to trust that process and keep going and keep pressing forward and having more conversations like this, connecting, getting in community. Because what I realize is that whenever I'm isolating myself and I'm not talking and I'm just like heads down in my business and I'm trying to figure it out, it's probably the most overwhelmed I'm feeling, but we're having this conversation and it actually helps to put things into perspective for me for some things. Or if I'm too close in a conversation over here and then I go and tap into this community, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so really having a toolbox of people, uh, places, things that can kind of um, remind you why you started and to keep going and that you're not out here doing it alone. You're not out here doing it alone. You have, you know, whatever you believe in, you have God, you have universe, the universe, you have source that's help, that's literally helping you. So trust that and then get some physical hands here on earth that can say, I'm with you on this walk. You don't have to do it alone. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. And that's totally who you've, how, who you've been to me through this. I I'm even just thinking about what you said about community and partnership, how important it is because it's like, even in conversations like this, we leave, it's like, there are these bells that are going off. There are these like dots that are being connected and how much of that needs to happen in partnership and community. And it's so easy on this journey to think that you got to do it by yourself and you've got to go kind of go, I call it going internal. Um, which is great sometimes it's like, yeah, go in, but don't do it alone. Like, um, and, and how much of a gift that is that you bring it, you bring it everywhere you go and then you bring it in your community. So I appreciate that. This is so good. And I'm ready. I'm ready for the smoke. Okay. The, the rapid fire questions, (laughs) (laughs) the fire (laughs) that is so much cooler than rapid ish fire questions. Bring the smoke. I'm like, That is the coolest thing. Okay. Well, so, okay, my darling. So um, this is a, as you know, this is like, this is a leadership podcast and we think about leadership very differently on this podcast than probably most leadership development or even leadership coaches think about it. And I'm curious about what your leadership, what leadership means to you. Like what's your definition of it? Yeah. So my definition of it, I would say the person who goes first, no matter how scary it looks, no matter how messy it is, you are like, I'm going to go first. And you're actually stepping up to the plate and saying, I, I, I'm going to weather whatever, whatever comes from it. Right. Because it's going to be messy. It's, it might be painful. It's going to be challenging. But what happens as a leader is you pave a way for other people to follow, right? And so they say, all it takes is one. And so the minute you do it, even even when it's messy, even when you're like getting hit left and right, but you're still charging ahead, other people are going to follow. And what happens is whether you know it or not, because you've walked that path, you're automatically creating a lane for people to walk and they don't have to experience it. So I would just say the person who goes first, regardless of how messy or how uh, scary it is. So cool. Do the women in your community, do they identify with the term leaders? They do. And it's so, so it's so funny. It's funny that you say that. So like I mentioned earlier, I I, I believe that, you know, we're called as much as we want to help the world, we're called to a certain audience of people. And what I know with Pretty Passionate is that the people that we're called to, um, to be able to serve and help like our audience is people who are leaders, people who are moguls, people who have really big, um, uh, uh, responsibility, right? They have the potential. Now, here's the thing. 
if you got tons of fear, then you may not see that come to pass and manifest, but they have the potential to lead communities and be a game changer, be a visionary, be a pioneer. Like I throw those words out often, mogul, right? One of our taglines is uh, every mogul needs marketing, every world changer needs a coach. So I know that's, <laughs> right? I know that's who we're called to, but not every woman that comes to us, whether it's scheduling a call, our events, signs up for membership, feels that they're a leader. And so, but I know for sure, and I say this in every time I connect with someone, if we're doing a sales call or whatever, even if you know, or you don't resonate with the term pioneer, mogul, leader, game changer, if you feel connected to this brand, meaning you just felt, I, I got to schedule a call with her. Oh my God, I love what she's doing. Oh my God, I need help. You are a game changer. You are a leader. And our job is to wake you up to that. So not everybody that initially comes into the, into the community resonate with leader, but after they connected with us, we are helping them to put that on. You are a leader. And the fact that you scheduled this call, you went first, even though you were shaking. Like so many people are like, I'm nervous about this call. I don't know what to expect, but you took that step. So yeah, so they they, they don't always resonate, like um, own that. But I'm like, if you're here, you are a leader. So put it on. <laughs> I totally, I really, really get that. It's almost so funny. It's such a, it can be such a loaded term because it's like, it's rife with, <clears throat> it's rife with societal expectations of what that's supposed to look like. So if you don't yeah. see yourself in that, it's like, well, that's not me. But actually I would assert that the people who question themselves or bring that degree of humility of like, mm, I don't, would I really a mogul? I don't know. That feels bold to claim, like are actually the ones who are most, in many ways, most qualified to lead. Yeah. And you know what it is too? It's like right now in your current form, you may not be a mogul, but if you keep working at it, if you keep doing what we're, what you're sharing on this podcast, what I just shared today, you will evolve into your rightful place. And we take ourselves out of the running from being that mogul by the world's you know definition or standard or what we think it looks like. But every mogul that we see today or pioneer or visionary, whoever has the title that we're like, yes, this is dumb. They looked like us at one point, right? And so all they did was keep going. So good. It's so good. When, so Kara, you've done a ton of self-development and even start, it sounds like started when you were at your, like in your corporate marketing internal, like internal career. Um, and so what for you has been the most transformational or impactful thing you've done for yourself, whether it was like a modality or an experience for your growth and healing? Like if you were to sing the pra praises of anything, what would it be? Oh, um, <laughs> It's a few things, but I would say definitely investing in myself, um, realizing that I can't do it alone um, and not trying to do it alone and seeing how I can get some help, right? So whether that's investing from like a financial standpoint, so getting a coach or getting a mentor or signing mm -hmm. up for a program or signing up for training um, to, uh, you know, just investing time um, into really leaning into that, uh, that definitely kind of shifted me because it helps with perspective, changing the way you're thinking of things and all the things that we talk about. So I would say um, that definitely helps um, with my own personal growth and my own personal healing. Um, and then also just from a more of a like internal, like standpoint, like releasing, cause I used to have a fear of growing and healing because I would feel like, oh my God, the friends that I have or people that I resonated with before, <laughs> Um, I might not be able to connect with them anymore, or maybe they would think I changed or, you know, um, the places that I used to love going or things I used to love doing won't no longer serve me because now I'm healing. Maybe I connected with those things and those people from a, a, a broken place or a, a, a younger version of myself or older version of myself. And so when I gave myself that freedom to say, hey, you got to heal, you have to grow, whatever falls, it falls. And trusting that, you know, um, God will, will bring something better and I'll be more aligned with where I'm going. So, yeah. Well, what's so magical about that? I'm having this funny experience. We have to catch up more, but <laughs> I'm having this experience right now where to that point, I, I moved through that and 
what I'm noticing now in my life is that, that a lot of old connections where I was like, I'm like, eh, that, that felt like they dropped off when I allowed my, allowed those relationships space, like everyone involved changed and now they're kind of looping back in. So it's, it's really important, I think, to realize because you don't, sometimes we cling and we're like, no, no, I can't, I can't let go. I, cause it, it feels like you're about to walk through a portal. And when you walk through a portal, you're the only one who can walk through it. Like people can't come, come with you. And sometimes those relationships will, will hold on and will, will grow with you. And that's beautiful when they do, but walking through the portal also allows space for other people to do their work. And you never know who will come back, but you have to be willing to walk through the fire. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you hit it on the head. Like I, I'm experiencing that as well, where they tend to come back and they might take on a different shape or a different form, but it connects with you and your most authentic self. And so that serves you and them, you know, because now it almost even gives them permission to say, you know what, she's transformed, she's grown, she's healed. And I respect that. And I want to do that too. Right. And so they almost come back sometimes in the form of they're, they're inspired. And now um, what you're saying and what you're doing, it has weight and they actually want your help in, in doing the same for themselves. Um, and so, you know, it just helps with, um, that reconnection in, in a more authentic way, I feel like, instead of holding yourself back, um, from not doing it. So you do a, you do a, you do a service um, for yourself and for those that you do it for, even like when you're afraid to like, let it go. Cause they, most of the time they, they will come back and you will reconnect. So beautiful. That's so beautiful. And Cara, for you, um, we've talked a lot about like the new, actually offline, not in this podcast, but almost like the new generation that's coming in and the future and this sort of imagined vision for the world that we see. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the new generation of leaders and what's going to be asked of leaders in that world, what do you, what's one quality or a couple of qualities that like you really want to see more of from those leaders? Oh, this is easy. We've been talking <laughs> about it all episode. Purpose, moving with more purpose, right? Um, I think, um, just from my experience and what I've seen. And I feel like a lot of leaders in the past are very like black and white. It's business. It's what's the bottom line. You know, how are we getting to the bottom line? Um, uh, what's going to move this company forward? It, it's very like hard. And I think just moving with more purpose and not just what's in it for you or what's in it for um, this from a business standpoint, but like, how does this add to the world? You know what I'm saying? And how does it make an impact? And so I think just moving with more purpose um, and, and from a, a heart, like a, a great heart, like a heart, um, a place of like just kind of being in your heart, having a heart and seeing people for humans, like humanity versus like uh, a business transaction or a business um, thing. And so it's so funny because when I started this work and I was pulling and I was leaning into the faith, uh, more into my faith with trust and all of those things and then the coaching aspect. And then I was like feeling to merge it with business right now to bring marketing into it. I was like, uh is the world ready for that? Like God and marketing and business in the same conversation. And it's so funny. We host our events here at the office um, every month and I have to get very, provide tons of description in our like event page, like our um, page where people sign up for the event. Because when you come to the events, you're like, what is it? Is it a networking event? Is it a business conference? Are we in church? Is this like a personal development workshop? Because I'm feeling excited. I'm writing strategy. Like it's all of the things. It's like a huge tug on your senses. And you're like, oh my God, I want to cry. Oh my God, I want to raise my hands and praise. Oh my God, I want to actually put a strategy. I want to go into action. And I've gotten so many great reviews. And so I think like this next wave of leaders, it, it's going to have to be all of those things because for so long we've been working in silos. And I think just moving with more purpose and in a heart for the work that you're doing. I love that. It's so good. And it's, I, as you're speaking, I'm almost seeing, um, I feel like the way that you think about purpose is this beautiful, like Venn diagram between like service and like being of service and self and like, and your superpowers and what you uniquely bring and like the collision of those two things. Um, Absolutely. 
And there's and other pieces too. And I actually know you have a whole like methodology and formula that like you get you get access to if you work with Cara. So if that's interesting to you, then you should definitely reach out. Um and Cara, so do you any any other wisdom that feels top of mind that you wanna offer to our listeners? No other wisdom. I would say anything is possible. So if you have something, oh, what I will say, actually, let me say this. If you have something that is in your spirit that you're like, oh my God, it would be so great to do this. You've been feeling it for a while. I'm going to let you know it never goes away. And it just gets louder. And I'm sure Lauren has probably talked about this. It gets louder and louder and louder. Now, some people are, you know, com- like a, a condition themselves to live with that loud voice in there. They just live with it and they try to bury it, but it just gets louder and louder. And so that's just confirmation. Like just, you know, put on your cape and, and take the leap. And you got people here like myself, like Lauren and so many amazing other coaches and experts that can help you um, take flight. So yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh. And so Kara, I'm sure that there are people listening to this just like, holy shit, I want more of this woman. Where, <laughs> where can, where can people find, find you? Uh, like, do you have any offerings or places where people can work with you right now? Like where can people find more of you? Yeah, absolutely. So two of our primary ways that we work with with our ladies is, of course, our membership community. Um, And it's just a a rich community, not just about business, but life and lifestyle. Um, And then also, you know, from uh, just marketing and coaching, if you need help in that place, we take on -on one-on-one clients. And so all of that information can be found on prettypassionate.com. And that is pretty, P-R-E-T-T-I, passionate.com. And then you can follow me on social media at Cara Sharice. Woohoo! Cara, thank you so much for joining me today. This will, and also for the listeners, I'm sure Cara will be back. Cara will be a repeat, will likely be a repeat visitor. Um, and just even our friendship has been so impactful to me. So if you're thinking about reaching out, you definitely should. Cara, thank you so much for taking the time. It was so good to have you. Thank you for having me. And yeah, thank you for being amazing and for having this platform and for doing the work that you do because we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you, darling. (laughs) Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. And um, as usual, we will see you in a couple of weeks. And uh, if you feel called to reach out about this episode, if there was something that you heard that inspired you, I would love to hear from you. And in the meantime, enjoy your day. Bye.